So, do you have any idea where this uh, next item is? Yes. It is in... I believe... Ravenhold Heights. This information is greeted by... The move of the shop going from light to something quite ominous. So, what is this uh, Ravenwood Heights? Uh, Bartholomew pops up. Old pipe up. It's... Well, the Mad City is a strange place enough as it is, but this even is a bit much for us here. Uh, the borders of this district are marked by kind of rather out-of-place towering stone walls, and there's wrought iron gates facing what we uh, everyone assumes to be are the four cardinal directions, but those gates haven't been opened for a very long time, and none of the awake who haven't become sponsored or whatever... We, we don't care to really think about what that might mean. Since there's enough nightmares to be concerned about in the Mad City without literally opening doors for more. And more besides, none who have ventured in while the gates were open have ever returned. So whatever the case may be with this place, something's certainly not right there. And it all seems rather sinister, even for this strange place we've made our home in. So if uh, no one's ever ventured back, how did you uh, lose the item there? It's just where all this information that I've got doing research on has led. This is the only place that it points to. Well, uh, that's none too comforting. Uh, when, when do the gates open? They don't. But the watchman reaches into his pocket and produces a heavy ancient-looking iron key. This should be open, should be able to open any doors at any hour, and you should be using it to enter this district and begin searching for the compass. So it's sort of like a master key? Of sorts, yes. Does it, so it will open any gate including the, uh, the gates we're supposed to enter and any gates past that? Or all doors? doors? All doors. That's a pretty valuable item. Yes, so try not to lose it. I'll try. Do you have a do you have a key ring or do you have pockets? Well, I do. Then I suggest you put it there when you're not using it. You know, th things fall out of pockets though. Do you have any sort of clip I could use? No, your pockets will have to do. You seem diligent. At this point, Anton's just going to kind of put his hands in his pockets to make sure they're sufficiently deep enough. How, how big is the key? I think like ancient medieval key, so like it'll fit in average day pants pockets just rather snugly, which is mm -hmm. a good thing, so it won't fall out easily. Gotcha. So uh, when, when are we going to depart for this Ravenwood? Now would be a good time. Yeah, I guess while uh, the other people are still hot in our tail. It'll get you clear of the area. True, and I don't think anyone will want to follow us if uh, you've sufficiently made it out to appear what it is. Essentially. I will come with you. I'll lead the way to Ravenhold, but you go in on your own. I will not go in this place. So, Mr. Watchman, are you going to come with us to Ravenwood? No, Remember, I can't go near these items. Fair enough. That's why you are here.
So I'm going to uh, beckon over to, uh, to Valco to lead the way. Meet back here when you have the compass. Falco leads you out of the shop, and you begin making your way. Along the way, as he leads you through the winding streets of the city, he turns to you. Why did you come to the Mad City, and why are you helping the Watchmen? Well, uh, the Watchmen, he, uh, he found me in, uh, my world, and, uh, at the time, it seemed like a sort of interesting adventure to start out on, but at this point, I'm starting to second-guess my decisions a little bit on coming here. This is a interesting place, to say the least. It's good you are careful. I would not get too enchanted by the Watchmen's nice words. I think there's more than there seems, and he might not choose altruism in pursuit of goal you are helping him with. He does seem a little bit shady, to say the least. He uh, isn't very forthcoming with his personal information. No. So, you be careful. Keep one eye on him. Watch the Watchmen. Da. After some more time, you arrive at the gates of Ravenhold Heights. So here we are. What, what does it look like? As described, towering stone walls that ascend what appear to be four, six stories into the air, with, judging by the nearby buildings. And the gates are indeed wrought iron with some bits of old wood between the wrought iron paneling. So you can't see through it? You cannot see through them. And they are shut as you expected. How, how big are the gates? About two stories. They're quite large. Okay. But there's a keyhole about human height level. Does it look uh, heavy enough that we wouldn't be able to open it with just two people? Or do you think it would, uh, by the looks of it, do you think it would be able to be pushed open with two people? Hard to say. Okay. So I'm going to take out the key, just kind of giving it a final look over and looking for the keyhole, and then I'll place it in and see how how gingerly I can turn it with the lock. The key fits unnaturally perfectly into the lock, and before you can really even do much more jiggling, they swing open with a long, low, creaking groan of wood and iron hinges. Okay. Can I pull the key back out? Yes. I'm going to pull the key back out and put it in my pocket and look around the area and see if I see anything beyond the gates. You see, kind of, it's a little hazy in there, which is strange because on the other side of the gates that you're standing on, it's perfectly clear. You can make out the shapes of buildings, and the forms of streets and sidewalks and pavings and all that sort of thing, but you can't really make out much detail because the haze is just thick enough to where like, you can see the general outline of things but, but not much more in the way of detail gotcha. but you do notice that the streets are completely empty well uh this is the first time i've seen suburbs more shady than the city itself well uh i guess there's no time like the present to walk through and i'm going to kind of take a couple steps forward through the gates do you pass through the threshold yep 
the gates will slam shut behind you as soon as you cross the threshold. Uh, Valko will call out, inform you that he is fine, and that you should continue. As he said, he's not coming with. He'll wait. Alrighty. I'm gonna look around the area. Is it... How, how dark is it? It's dark, but as there is, you know, it, it's always dark in that city. It's yeah. always nighttime. But, but are there any street lamps or... There are some street lights and some street lamps. They're kind of mismatched. Whether it's, you know, modern day street lights, modern day... Or it's kind of older street lamps. Um, very faint light, but enough to kind of light the streets. The buildings themselves, as you see them, don't appear to have any lights on. And no one appears to be home. Um, but they also seem vaguely familiar. As if they're kind of spiritually reminiscent of the streets and buildings from Anton's own hometown. But with a more noticeably ominous and oppressive tone. Okay. Is there any buildings I more specifically remember? Like any post offices, grocery stores? Again, it's more spiritually reminiscent, not okay. necessarily carbon copies. Gotcha. Like it just gives that odd, like that like an unnatural whiff of familiarity without actually being okay visually familiar maybe a l okay fair enough anton's going to hesitantly start walking well first anton is going to look at the door such as slam shut behind him and see if there's any keyhole on this side strangely there's not great uh what mu anton is gonna mutter to himself as he says well uh i guess can't, isn't really a master key if there's uh, no keyhole. Well, uh, better start. Better start looking for this compass. It's like a needle in a haystack at this point. And Anton's gonna kind of start walking on the sidewalk, but kind of sticking to the shadows and making sure to watch for any people or creatures. As you continue, there's nothing to be seen but the tone does become much more uh ominous and oppressive hmm as if the familiarity of the streets of home has become twisted and warped and it's less comforts of home and more more of a prison more like you're feeling trapped which i suppose is accurate anton's gonna just shudder at the thought of how odd this is that it looks so much like his place of origin and he's he's probably just gonna you know continue walking forward but it is going to take a bit of a bit of a toll on him considering he didn't much like his hometown even though he does have some fond memories he doesn't he, he enjoys it from afar Right, so, you've come to the first jink quarter. Go ahead and roll me some discipline dice. All right. also dice as a whole. The pain is, pain level is five. So Alrighty. you can add madness if you want. You can increase your exhaustion by one if you want. I'm going to add two madness dice. Okay. So I have two degrees of success, and uh, discipline dominates with six. Indeed. Pain has only got the one dominant, and discipline will dominate. So, despite the oppressive tone, you're able to make a decision about whether to 
continue on straight across the corner or make a left or right turn. What What's it in front of me? More sprawling street. And what's uh, the turn? On your right, it the street curves. As you're looking towards it, it curves gently to the left. As you look to your left, the street curves again gently to the left. So one leads forward along the path you would be going on, just on a different street, and the other one leads kind of looping back. Okay, I'm gonna go, uh, continue forward because at this point, I'm not entirely sure where I'm supposed to be going for this compass, but I'm guessing it isn't back towards the wall. Good guess. Uh, as you continue, actually, roll me some, roll some dice, pain three. Okay. Uh, two degrees of success and uh, six for... Uh, so you succeed and discipline will dominate, which means you do hear what seem like footsteps coming from ahead, and you're reasonably certain that... They're not yours, just echoing off the empty streets. They're, they sound normal, human-sized. Nothing particularly big or out of place. Okay. Um, does it sound like boots, or does it sound like normal, like, gym shoes? It sounds like, um, like, dress shoes that one might wear with a suit. Okay. I'm going to kind of, like, is there anything to kind of duck down behind and peek at? Or am I just kind of stuck out in the open? I mean, there's, like, you know, the front railings that have mm -hmm. front steps. You can duck behind one of those if you so choose. I'm going to kind of partially duck down behind one and just watch up ahead so I can jump away into cover if it doesn't seem like they'd be all too friendly. Uh, after time passes, you've seen, no, seen or heard no further sign. Well, that's, that's a bit odd. I could have sworn I just heard someone. Um, Anton's going to continue forward, but cautiously. You know, when you're in an empty street and you know someone might be there, but you're not entirely sure, you're just a little bit more cautious of your surroundings. As you continue on, the ominous and incarcerating atmosphere of the twisted familiarity gets continued to increase, and as you get to the next street corner, you're going to roll some dice for me. Alrighty. Pain five. Gonna increase uh, madness by two. So two temporary madness. Alright. So I have two degrees of success and discipline dominates. Or sorry, three degrees of success and discipline dominates again. And yes, it will. Which means that despite the, the ever increasing just potency of the atmosphere, okay, you can choose between forward, left, or right. Looking to your right, it goes straight on. Looking to your left, it curves back to the left. Again. I'm going to head to the right this time. Okay. Since I'm somewhat aimlessly wandering, I decide, you know, might as well take a right. The path, the street you, you take the right on, it's not the main thoroughfare that you're on. It's not, but it's not a minor side street. It's kind of the in-between. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not quite as wide, but not as small as just a side alley or a side small. So it's not like a double, like two double lane roads. Two lane, not four lane. Okay, yeah. 
So I'm I'm gonna follow this down, and I'm I'm just gonna keep a close watch on the buildings. Is there anything out of the ordinary, or apart from the fact that it is, it seems to be a completely abandoned district, and there's no sign of inhabitants. No, the buildings aren't dilapidated. It's just like everything's kind of frozen. Okay. Any like shop signs or there are them, but whatever they once said long gone erased by time okay anton's just gonna kind of shudder to himself about like how dead this area is it's it's a little bit eerie so he's gonna continue walking forward and i mean at this point anton's not entirely sure what to really do so he's guess just gonna keep walking at uh, the next street corner, you're going to roll some more dice for me. Pan five. Going to increase madness by two again. And I have two, two degrees, degrees of success. success and discipline dominates. Yes, it will. Which means that despite the now almost tangibly heavy, oppressive nature of this place, as you look about, you're able to see a faint glow of light coming from a corner down the street to your left. I'm going to start heading to the light because it seems to be the only out of place thing here. So it's the first light you've seen besides street lights and it's not the glow of street lights. Okay. So it's something brighter. It'd be basically if a building had lights on. Gotcha. Well, uh, guess there's somebody home in this abandoned area and i'm gonna i'm gonna start walking over there uh you make your way there and you find kind of just a normal i think ground level apartment style building okay and you can look into the front window and see that the source of light is coming from a small fireplace and that there's a lone figure seating seated next to it with their back to the window and what appears to be a compass on a small table beside them. Well then, I'm going to go up to the door and knock. Okay. You don't notice any movement out of periphery from the window, but the door will open. Alrighty. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk in and say Hello? Is anyone there? Upon entering, you feel the weight of the key from your pocket vanish. And as you look up, you see that it, is also, that it has appeared on the table next to the figure. I've been looking for that. Have a seat. Alrighty. Um, I'm just going to kind of pat my pocket to make sure you know I'm not imagining it. And then say, well, uh, I guess if, if you insist... I'm going to have a seat. As you sit, you see that the figure is tall, slender, and dressed in a very immaculately sharp, crisp black and white suit. They are pale in complexion with a noticeably gaunt face and dark eyes that, as they give you a once-over, just exude the feeling that they're easily gazing into the existential fiber of your being. Is it a two- or three-piece suit? Jacket, shirt, tie. Okay, so... Two piece. Two piece. Yeah. 
and this individual is also crowned with jet black, neatly slicked back hair. And just being in their presence, apart from feeling like they are just gazing into your existential being, they just exude ancient, patient, implacable, primordial power. So I can almost, like, taste the... It is practically radiating, radiating off them. Well, uh... I, uh, I see you have a, a compass here that I'm kind of on a small quest to find for uh, an acquaintance. An acquaintance. Interesting. And who might this acquaintance be? All I know him by is uh, the Watchman. Mm. A lovely title. And are they the one who gave you this lovely key? Yeah, I guess up until this point it would have been a bargaining chip, but uh, it seems uh, I have dropped it out of my pocket. I've been looking for it for quite some time. Did they say where they might have found it? No. Uh, just said it would help me get into this district of the city. Mm. So, you want this compass? Oh, that would be very nice. Um, I guess it would also help me get to a little bit more populated place of the city. I'm inclined to give it to you because doing so would actively work against the interests of the petulant child who calls himself the Wax King. I do have a condition. Is this going to be a bit of a Faustian bargain? Perhaps. You will not mention how you truly lost this key if or when you are asked by your associate. Oh, uh... I can take you up on this offer. Good. Then I believe this is yours, and he'll hand you the compass. Slowly. Well, uh, this was a bit easier than I was imagining. Uh, by the way, what's your name? It's been a time. And if I wanted you to know my name, I would tell you. Remember, this meeting never happened. Before you can speak further, he snaps his fingers, and you stumble and find yourself at the now wide-open gates of Ravenhold Heights. That was weird. Um, is Valco there? Yes. He looks at you wholly unsurprised by this turn of events. This whole place is, as you say, Quite weird. Yeah, you have, you have compass. I do. I'm, I'm going to take it out of my pocket. As you hold it, you feel a very distinct echo of what you felt wandering the streets of that district. Hmm. This is uh, a bit strange. I I I don't know. It's that entire walk was just weird. May I see? Yeah. And I'm going to hand it over to Falco. Falco looks at it. And 
appears to get rather momentarily lost and clearly nostalgic thought before he hands it back down to him with a shrug. Is perhaps different for whoever holds compass? I felt comforts of home. But perhaps is different for all. Yeah, it gives me a very trapped feeling. Hmm. I don't know why, uh... I'm still not entirely sure what this place is, but feels too reminiscent of something I left long ago. Vas is. I don't know, it just, it kind of looked like uh, a place where I grew up. This is no comfort? Eh, uh, for some it might, but uh, I, I came from a very small hometown. Mm. Was uh, not entirely my cup of tea. Mm. Well, you have compass. I do. We go now. As you and Valco return to the petrified burrow, Falco pauses and puts a very heavy hand on your shoulder. Wait. Something is not right. And as he looks around, and as you look around, one of the nearest statues begins to move. Valco steps out in front of you, slightly, as the statues begin to get off their plinths. The puzzled voyage is about... Three blocks away. Might be easier to deal with statues if we get there to rejoin friends. Sounds like a plan. I, I don't know anything about these statues, but I'm just going to follow you. Velko nods. There's about eight statues and blocking your way on the street. After a cursory glance, there's a side alley to your left. And as you look down, you can see that it goes down for a few meters before it corners off sharply to the right. I'm going to tap Valco and point to the alley. Ah, good eye. We go. I'm going to start booking it down the alley. All right, as you go down the alley, this, you can hear the statues moving, but you can't really decide if they're if it's moving to follow or if they're just moving. And then as you get to the other, you round the corner, and as you approach the other end of the alley, you find that the path is blocked by an additional three statues. I'm going to quickly steal a glance behind us. Have the statues moved into the mouth of the alley? Remember, you're around a corner. Okay. You're around the corner, so you can't tell. Gotcha. How far am I down, though? You're about halfway down the second um, leg of the alley. So, at this point, your escape will probably, be a, will probably have been cut off. I'm going to ask Valco, what should we do now? We should probably deal with these. Thankfully, we have means to. And he points to little bits of what you thought were debris on the side of the alley, but turns out were um, some fallen metal security bars from windows. Okay. Discard a pile of them. I'm going to find one that has a pretty decent heft to it. No problem at all. And uh, I'm going to just ask Valco, uh, well, on three? On three. Pain nine, by the way. Alrighty, so I'm gonna go with Valco to, a, you know, kind of do 2v1 on the statues. 
Irving is three abreast, so it'll be pain nine. You, once you're on one, you'll be on the rest. The, the rest will be on you as well. Okay. It's pain nine, so you got the three discipline. You can add madness to this, yeah. or you can increase your exhaustion. And or you can increase your exhaustion. I'm gonna increase my exhaustion by one. Okay. And then add some madness. Get these notes. One. All right. One, three. Three, two, one. We're going to charge the statues. Charge the statues. We go. Alrighty. So, Madness dominates with All a right. six here. And I have one. And I have uh, five degrees of success. Not bad at all. I have them as well. So in the event of a tie, you beat me. Okay. So. Madness dominates. So you're going to have to check out for a response here for fight or flight. Anton's feeling pretty... Feeling the nice waves of adrenaline hit him. So he's going to choose to fight. All right. Anton will fly into a berserk rage along with Valko. However, because he's not fighting disciplined or smart, he will be effective, but the bar he's holding will be rather bent and not quite ruined, but a bit there. However, you did manage to take out one statue, so that'll reduce it to pain six, but due to your now less than ideal weapon, it'll be pain seven instead. Alrighty. All right. And I'm going to continue to roll with the uh, same amount of dice. All right. So we have one cocked dice. Fell off the table. All right. So madness dominates again. And I have six degrees of success. Ooh, that'll beat my five. So six degrees of success, you're down to pin one, fight or flight. Um, well, the three statues, so Valco took out one of them, right? You took out one of them. I took out one of them. Well, the pair of you took out one, yes. Okay. Uh, and then you took out another with that. So you're down to the one statue now. How, how's the path, uh, path ahead of us? Um, you couldn't see anything more than the three statues beyond that. Is it possible, conceivable, I could get by the one statue? Entirely possible. Yes, not there's only the one. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna check off one in flight and yell to Valco. We should probably get going. Look in, kind of just showing my weapon and how bent it is, kind of presenting it. The, we go, and I'm gonna start booking it towards the shop, following Valco as best as I can. All right, as you continue on your way towards the puzzle of the voyage, to clearing the alley, you notice that there's just nothing but empty plinths 
along the streets and no further sign of, a, of the animated statues. However, there's a tense silence over the entire district, as if the buildings themselves are holding the, their breath. As you begin to approach the puzzled voyage, the door is rather abruptly flung open and Beaumont begins to frantically beckon and usher you to both to hurry inside. His gaze is kind of an anxiously darting up and down the empty, silent streets. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna run inside and wait for him to close the door. Talco will follow, and after Beaumont shuts the door behind the two of you, the watchman very abruptly asks, Do you have it? I do, but what the fuck is happening outside? Later, give it here. I'm gonna hand it over to him. He takes it and pauses for a brief moment, as if experiencing something for the first time, before shaking his head slightly and moving on. So, the sudden animation of the street decorations and their current abrupt absence is due to the Wax King's forces making an incursion to the Warrens beneath our little burrow here, in an attempt to rather expand his, the borders of his Waxen Empire. This is really nothing new. The endless Warrens nowhere beneath the city are no stranger to clashes between the blind knights of the king and forces of other more empire-inclined nightmares. And these can act these engagements can actually rather provide excellent opportunity to move unnoticed to places that one wouldn't want to be found, and in the pinch, can make for a means of escape if one is being pursued by one of the more predatory and feral nightmares that dwell in those labyrinthine tunnel works. So if it's going on beneath us, why, why are all these things coming to life up here? Well, because they're up here, and the incursion is down below, they need to move down below. So they're kind of like automated security. After a fashion. Well, uh, it's, it's pretty deadly out there. We nearly got cornered by nine of them. Yeah, still, you're both in one piece. I'm just a little out of breath, I guess. Uh, so, uh, what, what's the plan going on now? Before the watchman continue, Beaumont pipes up. Well, if I may ask, what was what was Ravenhold Heights like inside the walls? What the locals? There was empty. There's no one there. It was uh seemed oddly familiar, but uh it was honestly pretty pretty creepy. There was not a soul to be seen. Doctor Middleskull. An entire district, completely empty and abandoned, without even a nightmare lurking around? Nothing. It was... My my own footsteps started to scare me. It was like one of those haunted camping stories where the forest goes quiet. It's absurd. It's really just another strange occurrence in a city built on them. At any rate, the... Moving on, now that you've got two of the precious items, there's two more. The good news is, they've been combined. They've into one piece. One is a large white Night King chess piece, about the size of your hand, really, and is crowned with a polished garnet that appears to glow with its own inner light. Unfortunately, it's somewhere in the great vaults beneath Marble Hill Manor. Uh, vaults doesn't sound like a great place to get to. 
I'm guessing it's going to be as guarded as most banks. Well, Marble Hill Manor is a massive, sprawling manor house, more of a manor complex, on the furthest outskirts of the petrified borough. Its towering minarets and steepled rooftops on the exterior give it more of a mountainous appearance than that of a house, and the cavernous hallways and vaults add to the tone even further. It is also the lair of the shape-shifting nightmare known as Master Mortas. He has many things. He spent a long time acquiring these things, and he enjoys keeping them. He doesn't... He refuses to part with a single one of these things. And he makes malicious sport of any intruders into his manor. Some have tried in the past. It hasn't gone well for them or any of their associates. This particular nightmare is best left undisturbed. So we're going into the heart of the dragon's nest. Essentially. Great. However, there is rumored to be a hidden secret way into the vaults where Mortas keeps most of his things. A grate in the side gardens that is said to connect to a disused tunnel. One that was made by his previous owners before they were disposed of. That Mortas seems surprisingly unaware of. And if you are careful, quiet, and clever, you should be able to slip in and out unnoticed. Especially since Mortas will likely be in much deeper vaults with attention focused more on making sure his lair isn't intruded upon by the still unfolding subterranean incursion of the Lex King's Knights. This sounds like it's going to be pretty dangerous. Oh, I imagine so, but managed well enough so far. So, uh, could I at least get a weapon and I'm just going to kind of like toss my bent pipe at this point on the floor and be like, you know, this, I, I can't keep picking random things up and using them as weapons, and it seems I'm going to need it. <laughs> nah, he was good with pipe, but pipe was pipe. I'm going to chuckle at Valco's statement a little bit. Beaumont will beckon you over to the counter and reaches under to produce his revolver and handing it to you along with three extra shots and says, here, take these. If even half the things said about Mortas are true, you'll need them more than I. Well, uh, I, I hate to take your only gun. How are you going to defend your store? Oh, I shouldn't worry about it right now. As we've seen, there's not, not many people out and about. Yeah, I guess everyone's going to be heading below the city. Or, or everything. Or at, least, or at least laying low. In any case, I'll manage fine enough. Again, you'll, with Mortas, you'll need these more than I. I'm going to pick it up. Um, is it, uh, how many uh, rounds does the cylinder hold? It's full. It's full? Okay. How many shots, though? Six shots with the three extra. Okay. Well, what what does a revolver look like? It's a typical kind of you know, old Western revolver. Um, you can pop the cylinder out, but you, it's the one you can kind of load up the side. Yeah, so like a Colt Navy sort of? Yeah. yeah. Does when when I pick it up, does it have any sort of feel to it, like a uh, emotional attachment or? Not really. Okay, so it's it's not a. It doesn't seem, at least outwardly or overtly mystical. Okay, so not like one of the items. No. Okay. I'm gonna thank him and say I'll try to make these shots count. 
the watchman will say, may I remind you that the goal is to go undetected and not disturb Mortas, because otherwise he's going to make extraordinarily malicious sport out of you and get the rest of all our sense off your shredded meat sack before the chunks of what used to be you even finish their trajectory and come reaving through this district on a rampage, hunting us down in retaliation for trying to take something from his precious collection. So if you do end up needing that gun, then how about you don't miss, okay? Hey, I mean, I've gone two for three so far. I suppose. So will you be coming with us, Mr. Watchman? You know I can't. I can't go near these. No, oh, you can come a little bit. Not this time. Not for this. I won't be far. But I can't pass the gates. Seems a little, than, it seems a little bit odd that you've just been kind of sitting around whittling your thumbs. That reminds you that I'm still in service to the Wax King, so I have to keep up appearances with my duties elsewhere. If I'm missing for too long, questions will be to be asked before you can finish your task, before we can finish our missions, before we can get out of here. Anton, Anton's a little bit tired at this, this point, and he's, he's getting into that just kind of done with with the shit mood and he's gonna say well why why don't you give me a little bit of information to why i'm helping you here in the first place you haven't given me your name you haven't told me pretty much anything so far you've just pointed your finger and told me to go all in due time once you have these items it'll all make much more sense than me trying to explain all of it right now I mean, I don't see anyone knocking down the door. It seems we have a couple minutes, and I need to catch my breath anyways. My part in the Court of the Wax King is one of more of an intelligence individual. I just got ahead and make observations. I recon things for his forces. If I were to suddenly go missing, that would actively work against him quite a bit. I do my part and feed him just enough information for him to feel confident in making plays but not quite enough so that he is at least stagnated in his endeavors. That will surely mean that the little incursion going on right now will last quite some time. If I were to suddenly go missing permanently, that would destabilize pretty much all of his intelligence network, because I've, even though I am rather involuntarily in service to him, I'm still good at what I do. He's put me in charge of a great deal of other intelligent individuals. So if I were to go AWOL indefinitely, it wouldn't be long before the Wax Kingdom's borders started to get a bit melty and retreat. Which is good for everyone, really. Anton's gonna sigh and run, run a hand through his hair and just say, Okay, I'll level with you. Can you give me the first letter of your first name? C. Alrighty, C it is. Good, now that that's out of the way. Anything more you want to know about your little mission before we... Well, uh... Do you have any idea on how quiet it is going to be getting down there? Are there going to be lots of enemies? Or are we going to... Mortos is a solitary creature, so I don't imagine, as long as you, the only footsteps you hear are your own, which hopefully you aren't making too much noise, 
As long as you're the only one in the immediate vicinity, I imagine you are the only one in the immediate vicinity. And and what do you mean about shapeshifter? Is if you're worried about him being disguised as a sofa or a recliner, I shouldn't worry about that. Okay, so he's not a mimic, at least. Right. Is he, uh... You're safe to sit on a stool if you need to catch your breath. You don't have to worry about the floor rugs or carpets. Gotcha. So, uh... Is there going to be any safe place if... I mean, I don't know how long this journey's going to take. Is it far underground? Are we going to be there for days? Are we going to be there... As I said, it's a massive manor complex. Lots of side rooms and galleries and... I'm sure many different service tunnels and closets and many such things for you to hide if you need be, but I wouldn't linger any longer than I'd deem necessary. Like well, I said, you'll be going into the vaults, the upper vaults, as well. that's where he tends to keep his more precious things, that's closer to where he tends to relax, which is upper manner. It's deeper in the vaults where he keeps things that he's not quite as fond of. I imagine this particular piece will be further up. So you shouldn't need to delve too far deeply. Well, uh, how are we going to break into the vaults? I, I can't crack a safe. The vaults is a word for large rooms. Nothing's, okay. under, nothing's under lock and key here. Gotcha. I was, I was, find I was picturing a, a bank vault and... Thankfully not, otherwise we'd be giving more you more than a revolver. That's fair. Um, What about food? Should we pack food or... I don't imagine you'll be there long enough to need food. Besides, food will add a bit more to your baseline scent, and you wouldn't want that. Just in case you do need to lay low in a tense situation, you wouldn't want him to be able to sniff you out any more easily than he needs to. So he can smell? Is he a dog, or...? The... Not quite... He's not quite a dog. He's a nightmare. They all have their own predatory means. This one's olfactory senses as well as sight and really a lot of his things are a bit more on the apex predator level end of things. But when he's not on the prowl or on the hunt he likes to live more comfortably as and masquerading as I think what I imagine to be what was the former owners of the manor that we see in the humans wandering about in that. So he's kind of a uh, little fucked up psychopath. Up it. Okay. Well, well the nightmare's a nightmare. They're not. They're not human. They're not like us. Yeah, I mean, I I still have no idea what a nightmare is, but I can kind of assume a little bit about the name. I think the. F- essence of a what did you know as a nightmare bad dreams some such given some sort of physical manifestation this typically in the form of some sort of beast this one just happens to like to change what it looks like so when's the next 13th hour oh you've got time not to worry we'll if everything goes quickly in and out quietly i imagine we'll be able to both be out of here before the next 13th hour chimes plenty of time to spare. So, during the 13th hour, the nightmares come out to hunt, right? They're a bit more wild. Everything's a bit more wild and chaotic. So, 
Does this nightmare come out and hunt during the 13th hour? Strangely enough, this one seems to shore up its defenses, 13th hour, because given things being more chaotic out in the streets, anyone's looking for refuge anywhere. And if they manage, and people who are to take refuge in his home, well, he doesn't, he's not a fan of intruders. So he's usually on patrol in his own halls, wandering there, making sure his precious possessions and all his copies, his treasure hoard, is maintained. Okay. Many a hapless awake have found this their way either to his doorstep or wherever, and that's with much more gruesome than they might have otherwise. Anton's gonna just kind of sigh and, and put his hand over his mouth and just kind of think for a moment. This, uh... So, what are the odds of me actually getting out of this alive? Well, if you're as capable of passing as unnoticed as you seem to be doing your time in the waking or the city slumbering, then I imagine the odds are rather in your favor. Especially since Morazas's attention will be rather diverted. You're welcome for that, by the way. The intelligence I gave the king for his incursion to the territories beneath this district was a little fabricated. We needed a diversion, so I play And there wasn't any better alternative, any safer alternative, so I pulled some strings, and here we are. Well, let's hope it plays out. I don't imagine why I shouldn't, as long as you don't take too much time. Remember, this tunnel, the secret tunnel will take you directly into the upper vaults, into the upper gallery, so you won't have to worry about wandering about the house too much, looking for where he keeps all, this th all these things. You'll be there already. What's the house made out of? Stone, brick, some... More of a castle, really, but it's a manor of itself. So we can't burn it down. No. No, oh, it's worth a shot. Yes. <sighs> well, uh... If he does spot me, is there anything I can do to survive or is he gonna outrun me is bottom will gesture to the revolver the first step will be to not miss if you should miss don't trip while you run run and do not look back fair enough well uh if you should find yourself in his presence if he's wandering about or if he, for some reason, happens to be taking one of his rare rests, don't disturb him, don't wake him. Don't make your presence known. And if he does spot you, manners might help just to pacify him a bit, to give you a better shot at not missing. So, let me get this straight. He's a guy who likes manners, who lives in a manor. Yes. Hinton's going to chuckle at his own pun. He'll grumble a bit with laughter from the court, from by the door. Well, uh, are you at least going to show us the way to the tunnel, Mr. C? Valko will step forward, 
I will go, with Anton. Show him the way, and wait in tunnel if he needs help. This time, I stay quiet. <laughs> Come, friend. We go now while we have distraction down below. It is not far. Falco then hefts the crowbar that was leaning against the wall next to the shop counter. Gives a small nod of approval before resting it on his shoulder. Then turns and goes to stand near the door, the shop door, waiting for Anton. Well, I guess it's as good a time as any. Let's get going. Anton's gonna take the pistol he was still kind of hold, holding and admiring. And uh, just place it in his pocket. Uh, or, sorry, waistband on the side. Mm -hmm. Making sure, you know, it's... It's not cocked, ready to go. Right. And uh, follows uh, Valco. Valco leads the way from the puzzled voyage on a path winding through back alleys and side streets. Their journey is passing passes without incident. The streets of the petrified borough are still completely and utterly empty. All the strange statues are still absent from their plinths as well. Uh, as the two of you cross an intersection, Anton can see a massive towering spire looming over the rooftops in the distance, flanked by two lesser but no, but only a little bit smaller minarets on each side of its base. But the windows show no, li no, no lights on within. Valko will pause at the corner of the intersection as, after they cross and looks towards it, nodding to Anton to answer the question before it can be asked. That was your destination? And gestures to keep going. How many stairs does that thing have? Many. We take in direct way there. So Mortas won't see us coming from windows if he isn't below. That's fair. Are we going to have to walk up all those flights of stairs? No. The vaults are below. Tunnel should take to us. That's good, at least. Anton just kind of shrugs his, like, thank God I don't have to walk up all those flights of stairs. As you draw ever closer, the true scale of Marble Hill Manor becomes much more apparent. The soaring spires and steepled rooftops truly giving it the appearance of a man-made mountain. As you round the corner of an alley, Anton can see the wrought iron fence lining the perimeter of the manor across the street from the alley mouth, and a pair of ruined gates lying sundered on the ground where they seem to have been for quite some time, with how overgrown they appear. Valko stops and says, The side garden is left of the gate. Once we go through, we move quick and quiet, find hidden tunnel, then I wait inside tunnel for you to return. If it sounds like you're in trouble, I come find you, and we face it together. Sounds like a plan. Uh, won't he see us from those windows, though? Why we move quick, quiet, and keep to shadows and trees and bushes. Are there any booby traps throughout this garden? I don't imagine so. We that's, go carefully. That's good, at least. Valko reaches into his back pocket and produces a dented, careworn metal flask unscrews the cap, and takes a pull before offering it to Anton. I guess uh, it's a, as good a time as any for some liquid courage. And Anton's going to nod in thanks and take a swig as well. He's water of life. Good for courage. And Anton's going to stifle a little bit of a cough and say, it's good stuff, it goes down smoothly. Bah. Water of life. Valko returns the flask to his pocket and asks if you're ready. As ready as I'll ever be. Let's do this. Loco nods and leads the way through the sundered gates and quickly to the left into the cover of withered trees and shrubs, carefully and rather surprisingly deftly, guiding the way through the desiccated foliage to avoid snapping twigs and making 
any more noise than absolutely necessary. You'll come to a circular courtyard in the gardens with a statue of a robed woman with her head bowed and arms held outstretched in front of her as if in supplication at the center. Well, I hope that statue isn't one of them, but I guess at this point I've become a little bit paranoid of all statues. Ah, this world is interesting, to say the least. So, how do we get in from here? Should be great nearby. Have a look around. We will some paint as we paint three. Alrighty. So, exhaustion dominates. And I have no degrees of success. I have two degrees of success. So... You look around, but don't really find anything because you've realized that you've been up for quite some time and find yourself taking rather deeper and heavier breaths, almost sighs of fatigue. Valko will clap you on the shoulder and say, It's okay, friend. We keep looking. <sighs> yeah. Okay. This time... Discipline dominates, and I have three degrees of success. I have zero degrees of success, and discipline will indeed dominate. After refocusing yourselves, shaking your head, and taking one more deep, stealing breath, you'll find the grate covering by some you know, small shrubs. This, this should be it. Paint for to lift it. Alrighty. Gonna add one degree of madness. So I have discipline dominates and one degree of success. That'll do. You will lift the lift it open and find that there are ladder rungs kind of leading downwards a short distance. You can see mostly to you can see to the bottom in the dim twilight. After you get the grate open, you see Valko begin to turn towards you, but notices Valko is frozen mid-motion on the spot, and that everything around him is completely unmoving as well. Then hears a very familiar voice that emanates ancient and patient power speaking directly into his thoughts. When Mortas came to the Mad City during the 13th hour many years ago, he swept in on hurricane winds of shadow with a bellowing roar that shook the buildings, taking a form bearing great leathery wings massive black-scaled body and glowing amber eyes that shone with pure malice. All who dwelt in the Mad City ran for shelter, even the most fearsome of other nightmares. But Mortas had his sights set on Marble Hill Manor. He landed before the iron fencework and sundered the gates with a contemptuous wave of his claws, then shifted to the form of a towering man in ragged dark robes as he strode up to the doors and claimed his prize. Be wary, Anton Kurtz. You are venturing into the lair of great evil. Do not awaken its wrath. The world resumes motion, and Valko finishes turning to Anton, clearly totally unaware of what has just happened, and gestures to the uncovered tunnel entrance where the topmost rungs of the ladder can be seen. After you, Mr. Kurtz, the burglar. Anton's just going to kind of blink and have a little bit of a blank look and just slap his face a little bit. I, I, I don't know, man. I, uh, that was weird. I, I, I must just be tired. Uh, let's get this done, and then maybe, hopefully, I can get some sleep eventually. Bah. We do this quick, quiet. We'll be back. 
Maybe we can get some rest. Sounds like a plan. Anton's going to shake his head finally one time and steal himself to go down into this tunnel. You will find that the tunnel is comfortable standing height and just wide enough to let even Valko stand straight with a few inches to spare widthways. And then you can see the tunnel curves away to the right and slopes gently downwards. Valko puts a hand on Anton's shoulder before he can proceed and whispers, I wait here for you to return. Then we leave together. Good luck, friend. I'm going to need it. And I'm going to, without saying anything further, I'm going to start heading down the tunnel. As you make your way down the tunnel, you see this very dim light begin to shine around the bend. You come to the exit and can see it opens to a slightly larger hallway with signs of candlelight coming further down from further down in either direction. Um, left or right? Anton's going to do eeny, meeny, miny, mo, but he's starting on right, so he will end up on right. As you make your way right, you'll find your way to the landing of a staircase in a massive open room with towering pillars. And from the landing balcony, you can see a sprawling vault with items piled upon one another strewn as far as the dim candlelight can show and beyond. Dunes of coin, wax and otherwise, littered with an endless variety of seemingly random items. A broken grandfather clock lays here, a glittering gilded necklace of gems, a child's stuffed doll, the remains of a ship in a bottle, a gold-framed painting of a country farmstead. And truly all manner of objects fill the vault before, stretching out from the bottom of the staircase, but as far as you can tell, no signs of any monstrous creatures or towering figures. Shit. It's going to take me forever to find this thing. Anton's just going to... Is there any clear-cut path through it? Are things stacked neatly or just kind of... Oh, no, not neatly at all. Strewn about. Strewn about. Like, there's... It's like pathways asterisk. Like, you could make your way through them, but only because of the way that the things are laying or the coins mm -hmm. form, but not any actual deliberate path. Uh, Mr. C does sure to love to send me on wild goose chases. Well, I guess I'll just start making my way through. So I'm going to start walking through and see if there's any exit out of this room. None that you can see. It sprawls very far beyond. The place is absolutely massive. It seems to run, as far as you can tell, the entire... So there's Span. no other doors in the room, or not as far as you can see. It's just pillars and columns that supporting vaulted roof, and just it's a treasure hoard, basically. You can see galleries and gantryways above, but you can't see how you'd get to them. Or any of the things are just piled on top of each other, right? And strewn about haphazardly. <clears throat> any uh, <clears throat> any piles look like they would be reaching quite high enough to climb on to the things above? Oh, to the gantryways? Yeah. No. Okay. It all seems to kind of slope in the general, general from, you know, up to your left, kind of overall larger slope, but, you know, with dunes and piles mm -hmm. here and there, but nothing that leads up to a gantryway. It just leads up to, as far as you can tell, the one wall. After walking through it a little bit, Anton's just going to shake his head and say, well, if it's in here, I'm never going to find it without getting caught first. Guess I'll go the other way. 
So I'm going to make my way out and try the left side. You go that way and you'll find a similar room, but not quite as large. And things are a bit more organized comparatively. It's still set up in a similar sort of way, but there's not as... There's not as much clutter. Okay. It's still, so it's a little bit more organized. Only so far, only in so far as that. Yes, there's still just these rolling dunes and slopes of wax uh, and other coins, but there's fewer amounts of random items. It seems like the items here are a bit more showy and flashy. Well, if this item's as important to the person I'm trying to steal it from is. It is, uh, as, as these items in the room, this is at least a better start. And I'm going to start walking through it and uh, just keep my eye out for anything board game or tabletop or chess related. And it's going to be a large piece, but, you know, about the size of the length of your hand. Okay. And about half as wide. Okay. So, like, it's... Small in comparison to the room, but it won't be impossible to spot. It's not going to be like your average chess piece. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, this room is still much better than finding the one Lego in the barrel of Legos. Mm -hmm. All right. So you're going to start looking? Yep. You're going to need to do this quietly so you don't disturb the things and cause a slide or whatever. So, pain six. Pain six? Alrighty. I'm going to add degree of madness. Alrighty, I have three degrees of success, and discipline dominates. Yes, it does. You'll be able to kind of narrow down and see that it, it, it does have a sort of... Things are sorted a little bit. A little bit. So you're able to find things that are kind of more in the theme, the spectrum of what you're looking for. But okay. you're not... But you haven't found the white piece with the glowing gem on it. Gotcha. Well, this is at least better. Is there any way out of this room, too, besides the way I came in? Or is it similar boat as the other room? Um, the only way is back where you can... There's no gantry ways as far as you can see. This seems to be a much more isolated part of the vault. Gotcha. This is definitely where the most precious items seem to be kept. Anton so. does find it a little bit odd of there's no way in that isn't connected to the outside, like that he could see at least. It's entirely possible that it's just buried by coin. True. This is, this is, the coins aren't piled neatly. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of not, you know, not, not stacked on top of each other, just strewn in just a sloping dune. So it could be that other ways out are just buried. Yeah. I mean, he just finds it weird because he's heard all these things about this creature like keeping his items very secure, that there's not an easy way from the rest of the tower into the building, but there's an easy way from the tunnel in. It, it, just Anton, like being a designer, sort of. Mm -hmm. So he's going to... You are in the Mad City, and things don't exactly make sense, logistically speaking. But again, entirely possible that exactly. exits are covered by True. slopes of coin and shadow. Yeah. So keep looking. Yeah. Um going to be another it's going to be pain nine because as you're digging through it's becoming a little bit hard to gauge what pieces are load bearing okay in terms of 
playing a little game of Jenga. Yes. Spin nine. I'm going to add... Gonna add four degrees of madness. Oh, and I dropped a die. That's fine. And then I'll I'll just re-roll one of them. Yeah. Alrighty. So exhaustion dominates. And I have one eight degrees of success. That'll play in terms of success. However, because exhaustion dominates, you are a little less careful than you otherwise would have been, just due to mm -hmm. tired hands. You narrow, and you're able to find a variety of chess pieces. And as you lift to pick one up, not thinking due to exhaustion, the piles begin of coin begin to slide in response. Can I try to make a a save to like reach out and kind of hold things? Oh, it's a it, like an immediate oh, avalanche, God. and will reveal a giant scaled closed eye that will slowly open or begin to open. This would be a good time to use your gray man ability. Yeah, pin so, five. I'm going to pin five to hide in plain sight. Alrighty. Gonna take one point of madness, and let's do this. So exhaustion dominates yet again, but I have four degrees of success. That'll play. What's exhaustion dominate with? Uh, five. Yeah, that'll play. Um. You are able to manifest your Green Man ability, and that is to pass unseen, even in plain sight. But because exhaustion dominates, rather than try to duck into cover quietly or technically whatever, you kind of jump down to the nearest sloping dune of coin to mm -hmm. get out of sight, but do, do so too particularly quietly. Uh, as you do this and look over your shoulder, you see Morthos in his beast form emerging from slumber beneath just the dune of coins sniffing the air looking around and moving around where Anton was before vanished what does uh, he look like think hybrid of bat and serpent okay but massive gotcha. truly huge like the biggest creature you could ever conceive of not counting real-world limitations. This is truly some... This is a true nightmare. Like, nightmarishly huge. And as he sniffs and moves, he speaks. Well, well. An unexpected visitor. I smell your scent. I hear your blood. I feel your breath. Where, oh where, are you? Mortas will shift the treasure, treasure piles with his movement, which will herd you kind of towards a nearby pillar. I have a question. Sure. Can I take my 
one of my water bottle on my backpack, my carabiner water bottle, and chuck it as far as I can across the room. Sure. Pain four. Alrighty. Exhaustion dominates, but I have three degrees of success. That'll play. But because exhaustion dominates, um, you are able to chuck it, but not in such a way that it um, it's not readily traceable to where you are. Okay. Rather, he'll see the water bottle go flying, but he still won't be able to see you. Gotcha. He'll trace it and look back to where it came from, seemingly out of thin air. Come out. Come out, hidden visitor. No need to hide. Step into my sight. And he'll look directly towards where Anton should be. Pain six. To maintain the great man effect. As Mortas's voice fills his ears and thoughts echoing. Four degrees of success, and discipline dominates with a four. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't. Pain will dominate. Um, but you do get the degrees of success. So you're able to maintain it, but the echoing of his voice in your ears and thoughts becomes quite loud and substantial and making it hard to focus. So you're having to actively kind of focus to maintain the ability. So pain seven to keep it going. Could I start making my way out of the room or look for somewhere to hide? The echoing of it in your head is very disorienting. So your best bet since he, you're kind of backed up against a pillar, he is looking where you should be, but kind of from around the pillar, he can't lay direct eyes on you just quite yet. All right. I'm going to add another degree of madness. So I have four degrees of success, and discipline dominates with a six. That'll play, because I've got four degrees of success as well, so in an event of a tie, it goes to you. And because discipline dominates, you're able to kind of steady yourself a bit. So you're able to maintain the, your gray man ability, and steady your thoughts and kind of well, not study your thoughts, but study your nerves a little bit so you're not completely disoriented. But you're still kind of cut off because he's shifted you to where Pillar is, which is, and then he's placed, you can see the his head is kind of blocking the way you came. Gotcha. So I'm cut off from my exit. Can I quickly look around and see if there's any sort of exit to this room in sight? Or anywhere I could hide and lay low? Um, there's no exit, but if, but as you look around, you see kind of more, t as they, since he got up and shifted, that there's now more taller piles that you can make your way to hide behind rather than a pillar. 
Alrighty, I'm gonna make my way as quietly as possible over to one of those pillars, uh, to one of those piles to kind of cut off my line of sight with him and regain my thoughts. Okay. Now you are walking on coin, so it'll be quite difficult to do so without him noticing, so paint eight for me, please. Six degrees of success, and discipline dominates with a five. You get the degrees of success, but pain will dominate with a six. So you're able to do so without him directly noticing and being able to trace you, but because he's got your scent, he knows that you've shifted just not to where. At this point... I'm going to look around again. Are there any exits? There are. Unfortunately, he's standing in front of one. He is truly massive. Because he, mm -hmm. his head is snaked around the pillar. And his body goes on for quite a ways. He is truly massive. Anton's going to pull out his revolver. And make a hasty plan. Would there be any way to perhaps run and kind of, well, run and kind of aim a shot and fire before slipping between his neck? Or I don't know how much distance between his neck and the floor. I mean, he's stood on four mm -hmm. legs as well, so you could try to dart under him towards the exit because that's where you can see I'm going to try to fire a shot while darting under him to the exit. All doing so hastily moving over a coin while maintaining your gray man? I'm going to give up the gray man once I get a little bit closer to him. So kind of like, you know, kind of keeping line of sight a little bit, diff uh, not complete line of sight with him because there's piles and dunes. Mm. So, snaking my way in and out, and my plan is, once I get close enough, stop my gray man, shoot him in somewhere in the head, and then run out through his legs. So you're going to try to sneak first? Yeah. Okay. Pain nine for me for that one. Alrighty. Because these are now very loose coins. Okay. You're going to be... It's going to be difficult to do that without making... A shit ton of noise. I'm going to add some more madness here. And I still have my exhaustion. I have... Four degrees of success, and exhaustion dominates with a six. Oof. Um, five degrees and pain dominates. Oof. Oof. So, you'll make it a couple of steps. But you'll make some no a lot of noise. 
And not only will you make a lot of noise, but it'll distract you enough to break your con concentration on your gray man just long enough for it to drop. And his eyes, his gaze will snap to you. And you'll say, ah, that's more like it. Thief. I do not know what you're talking about. I have not stolen a single thing. Then how come you here? I wanted to take a look at all your fine treasures. It seems like a museum in here. How have you amassed such an amazing collection? Through time. And patience. You have nice manners for a thief. And a liar. These are some harsh words. I have your scent. And the scent of those you associate with. So where is, may I ask, the servant of the Wax King hiding? Well... Mr. C, as I lovingly refer to him as, has, in his own opinion, much better things to do than to stay with me. But I would guess that he's probably with the Wax King at the moment. So he sends you in here to do your dirty, to do his dirty work. He just wanted me to look around the place and to just kind of take in the full scope of your magnificent collection. Oh, I don't think so. I know exactly what the Wax King desires. I know what power the piece has and how greatly he needs it. You are being used. You are only ever a means to a greater end. I am almost tempted to let you take it. If only to see the greater chaos and upheaval, it would see the mad city engulfed in like a fire. But I think not. I think our little dance is at an end. So, how now? Do you choose to die? He will bare his teeth and raise one of his claws. You're going to have a couple of options here. Okay. You can either refocus your Green Man talent. And try to make a retreat. Or you can draw on fire. Before you can make a move. At this point, at this point, Anton is tired of this shit. He's been in this city. He still doesn't know the person he's working for's name. He's been sent on how many missions now where he wasn't given great info. He's had to trudge through the city. With pretty much no reward. And Anton's... Anton's temper... is going to get a little bit of the better of him. He's going to pull his gun... And aim a shot. 
and fire. Pain six. And then you're doing it quickly. Yep. I have four degrees of success, and discipline dominates with a five. That'll play with the degrees of success. You'll land the shot. Pain will dominate, so it won't be the best of shots. But you land the shot. And, and as I fire, I just want to yell out, I choose on my own terms. Uh, as the shot lands, he'll let out a bellow of a roar. Of pain that'll shake the room and send the tunes of coins skittering. Pin five to up follow up shots because he is currently quite stunned. Alrighty. I'm going to fire again as close to maybe one of his eyes. I don't know how his face is oriented or like what kind of shape it is, but I want to fire another shot into his head if I can. Okay. Pin five. And I'm going to keep the degrees of madness I have. Two degrees of success and discipline dominates with a six. Yup. Yeah, it does. One degree of success on my end. The shot will land very well. And as Mortas is bellowing and reeling with his mouth. Unfortunately, quite open. You'll land a shot directly into the roof of it. You won't see an exit wound from the shot, but you'll see the glow of his eyes flare brightly and fade out as he tumbles down. Dead. As he lands, you'll send all the treasure, everything flying about. And as it, everything is tumbling through the air, you'll see... A large white piece with a glowing garnet tumbling through the air. Anton is going to stand there, still with his pistol up. And he's he's just going to be standing there for a second, shocked. Can't believe that actually worked. I wasn't kidding about this gun. I haven't shot in years. Wow, that's... Fuck, where did that piece go? And I'm going to start scrambling to find that piece. Pain three. Alrighty. Discipline dominates with a five, and I have three degrees of success. After... Rather frantic, but not panicked, searching. You know, you know, gazing about. You'll see it. Laying, almost waiting for you. In a heap of coin. I'm gonna pick it up. Kind of dusting it off, just unceremoniously. I don't even know if it has dust on it, but I'm just kind of doing it out of habit. Place it in my pocket, and, uh... I'm going to take a look at the creature. Does it does it look dead? His eyes, when they were looking at you, were 
clearly glowing with their own inner light, they have since that light has since gone out. Are his eyes moving at all? No movement, no breath. The beast seems to be slain. Anton is very much so resisting the urge to find a stick and poke it. <laughs> some some childish things die hard. But remembering why he's here and remembering that he's pretty tired. I'm going to look around the room really quick, and does anything else catch my eye? Um, you looking for anything in particular? Just any random bit. Any other weapons or any other guns or perhaps holsters or? No holster per se. You'll find, you'll, after looking around, you'll see a kind of gilded not quite bowie knife. I don't really know how to describe it. You know, long hunting knife. Okay. Anton's going to pick it up as a trophy for him. Because so far, Anton's gotten nothing out of this. The blade's about the length of your forearm. Okay. Like one part, like... Like a, like a hybrid, bayonet. Yeah, hybrid between hunting knife and machete, basically. But, you know, more elegant looking. Okay. Anton's just going to kind of admire it. Does he get any sort of feel when holding it? Like any sort of like air or atmosphere from it. Yeah. It feels compared to everything else that you've been handling or dealing with in the city. Pure. Anton's gonna nod approvingly. Well, at least there's a little bit of a silver lining, or I guess what what is the weapon made out of? The hilt is literally wrapped with silver. <laughs> well wow. it's wood it's rosewood wrapped with silver. I guess you could say this is the silver lining. And I'm just going to kind of tuck it unceremoniously through my belt and uh, pad out and remembering to maybe come back here to loot something else. As you turn go to go back the way you came, you see Valko standing at the top of the stairs with his usual neutral expression replaced by one of just awe before calling out, So much for quiet! Are well... You- Pick up anything you want. It's on me. Ha! Valko will let our laugh him come almost practically skipping down. And we'll look around in wonderment. And then he'll catch sight of the beast and... This is... He's dead? It was your liquid courage that did it. It steadied my shot. Ha! Hmm. Eye it again and take the crowbar and give it a little jab. Beast is so huge though it barely like it moves one of the scaly bits and nothing else. But otherwise nothing. So Mortas is no more. Yeah. Could call him no mortas. Ah very good. Oh let's see what we can find here. That's, I, I already found this, and I'm going to kind of show my knife. It's a good knife. Bah, it's a good knife. Hmm. And he'll start kind of wandering around meanderingly, looking through the pile of stuff. And kind of both just examining, just because he seems to have never seen such riches in his life, whether it's wax coin or otherwise. And he'll... Something will catch his eye and he'll start to dig a little bit. 
and it'll pull out, well, it looks like a gilded walking stick, but upon closer examination, it turns out to be it, more of a cudgel. Like a shillelagh? <laughs> sort of, but not quite the same style. It's, okay. a, it's a little taller. Gotcha. It, it's got a cap on both ends. It's like more of like a short staff, whatever. It could mm -hmm. be walking stick, but it'd be a little bit high. It wouldn't sit, you know, at the waist where it's supposed to. Yeah. Kind of like a taller cane. Yeah. But, oh. Now this one, this one I like. It's good. Ah. Everything in here is quite amazing. Ah. We, I think we'll come back. We, we'll have to. And I'm, Anton's still somewhat in shock that his dumb plan actually paid off. And, uh, well, we'll come back in, uh, maybe a couple days and hopefully this big guy will still be dead. Velko will nod and then actually look at Anton proper and look him up and down, poke him with the heavy end of his new, of his new stick. Are you all right? Anton's going to kind of look at himself and, well, besides being very tired, I think I'll be okay. You have peace. I do, and I'm going to hold that up as well. Do I get any sort of feel holding that? Heavy. It is, for what it at least appears to be, it has a lot of both physical weight to it, and there's just a heavy, almost oppressive atmosphere to it, but faint. It's heavy in almost every sense of the word. Well, I have it. Mortas, uh, he was rambling and saying something about how it would bring down the Wax King in the Mad City if we go through with this, and I don't know if he was bullshitting, but he seemed pretty amused. He almost let me go with just the piece before well, he decided uh, he wanted to fight. Well, as I said, he doesn't, he didn't, does not part with things from here. But now is not his choice anymore. He's uh, dead. Very true. I guess that's the thing about the future is. There's only one way to find out. Ah. Well, we go back now. Turn over a piece to Watchman, and you get the best. Sounds like a plan. You make your way back, and as you're climbing back out of the secret tunnel into the garden courtyard, as you, you get out and look around, and as you see Valco coming up, you'll see him freeze mid-motion again at the top of the ladder, and you'll feel the presence of something primordial and ancient standing behind you. We'll turn and see the well-dressed figure you met who gave you the last piece. Standing casually, leaning on an ebony cane that capped with a silver head in the shape of an ancient key. Has time paused again, sort of, around me? Yes. So, Mortas is slain, and your errand is almost complete. Some might see a noble quest to help one reclaim their freedom nearly at its conclusion. I personally suspect a far more prosaic reality. The last of the opening moves are a much grander game being played. Though the so-called wakeful watchman 
has certainly turned his coat against the interests of the Wax King. And the power of the item you carry is enough to aid him in pursuing whatever his ultimate goal may be. Take heed. If you choose to continue your association with him, you would do well to listen to your own mind's counsel, should you ever have cause to doubt him. I'll be keeping an eye on you, Mr. Kurtz. I am quite intrigued to see how your path in the next stage of the Mad City's existence unfolds.